Welcome to an all-new season of Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. And we're three friends with three different relationship statuses just trying to figure it out. So get the download every Wednesday. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Franken. Franken? It did come out like that, didn't it? It was a very Christmas carol Dave. It's actually Dave Rankin, you guys. Did it say this? But Dave, Dave Franken. Dave Franken. It came, there's like, like an F in it. Weirder twin brother. <laughs> I am Dave Franken. Dave Rankin's weird twin brother. He's the one that does not get invited anywhere. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, you're uninvited. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No one likes Dave Franken. <laughs> so, Sophia, let me just, I just want to apologize because Sophia texted me. <laughs> I'm going to apologize on the podcast. Oh, wow, you guys, this never happens. What? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia texted me and like I thought it was maybe about career news. So that's all we really uh, She was like I'm running a little bit late about. but it's for a really good reason. And she was coming over to my house to write and we're up for these jobs and so I was like did you run into someone that could help our career at the grocery store or like what's going on? And she was, she responded and she was, no, I was Courtney like, goes hint, please. Yeah. Hint, please. What I started typing was I'm too nervous for this shit. Yeah. 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 Like I don't have the, like, I don't, can't wait for 45 minutes. So could you just t- like, yeah, yeah. So she gave me a hint and she was like surrogate stuff. And I was like, Awesome, cool. And she then, was like, okay, cool. What's your ETA? Was her exact text. And I was like, the wow. There was or, a lot no? of love okay. in that <laughs> I was like, so that's clearly not important to Courtney. That's great. I was like, cool. We're best friends. This is great. No, I'm really, I no, really am happy fine. for it's you. Fine. She, I also understand that when you give people right now, people in LA, uh, baby updates or like surrogate updates, all anybody's doing is quietly imploding in their mind while they're ta- <laughs> while you're talking, just thinking about their life and how like they're losing you as a friend. And you're like, no, trust me, I'm afraid that I'm gonna lose everybody as a friend also because people with babies aren't that popular with people who don't have babies. So I'm also imploding, but I can see when people are talking to me in LA, they're like, yeah, no, that's great news. But behind their eyes, it's just like, (gasps) that's so funny. It is that it's like 50% that. And then it's like, I think on the last episode we talked about, right. How I was like, had been thinking about Mm -hmm. my own, like, do I want kids or Mm -hmm. whatever? This is also so sorry. I don't know. I, whatever. I mean, no offense. It's just my own stuff. But as soon as you like told me that you guys were going for it right now, I was like, I'm not ready now. I like knew like so with such finality that I was like, I'm going to let Sophia do this first. <laughs> I'll trailblaze. Jesus. 
um, yeah. So anyway, so the I guess we haven't updated on the surrogate thing in a while. So um, surrogate update. We have babies. <laughs> She's gonna put her sperms in another woman. Who am I gonna impregnate <laughs> with my own egg? <laughs> surrogate update. Um, hey guys, just normal <laughs> podcast stuff over here. Um, yeah, so basically, um, when, uh, when we last talked about this on the podcast, I was saying like, we met with the agency, it's a long meeting. Um, and then since then, um, you have to write a letter basically that describes you and your partner and you have to like answer certain questions in the letter and then that becomes your profile. That's right. That like possible surrogates look at. So um, it's like I said, like it's like dating. You have to choose them and they have to choose you. And so, they told you it was going to take like. Yeah, they're like it takes usually like about five months. They're like one to five months, but closer to the five uh, or whatever. But they're like sometimes if we think we found the perfect person for you, we'll pull you out of line. Because like, you know, you the reason it takes that long is there's people who are in line before you who are like looking for wombs and you're like trying to look for a womb after them. So you're later in line. But, if but she's like-, like, if we find the perfect people, then we'll connect you earlier. We pull you out of line. So um, anyway, so the first thing we had to do was like write this letter. So basically they suggested that like in the part where you describe yourself, that you describe each other. So it's not like awkward where you're like, Sophia is... I you work know, hard and I play She's hard. great. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love her. So so I wrote my thing about Max and he wrote uh, his thing about me. And then the rest of it I pretty much wrote. Um, he, like, added little things here and there. Um, and then the you have to answer questions like, you know, what's your house like? What, what's your family like? I put that in there. <laughs> Max just wants someone to play ping pong. Yeah, uh, it's totally in there. That's um, really cute. So yeah, so you know, you have to describe the place. You have to describe your family. You have to describe like, you know, uh, what kind of household you want to like raise the kids in. You have to talk about like what's important to you and why you're looking for a surrogate. That's really important. And um, yeah, and then the letter like, you know, turns out pretty long because you have to sell them on yourself, but you also have to be honest and be like, well, what would other people describe our family as, you know? Mm. And then after, so like the processes, the family that chooses the surrogate and her family that choose your letter, if uh, then basically you look at their profile, which is the letter they wrote about their family and then if you like their letter, then you take next steps and you meet each other. So Drinks. Yeah, <laughs> you're just getting trashed. Um, so basically, you know, that's the matching part, right? Like how compatible are the people based on the letters? And you also upload photos of yourself and your families with like captions. So like we uploaded a photo of us and the cats from the Christmas card that Dave took of us a couple years back. They're just really funny looking photos of us holding the cats and the cats are wearing like uh, deer antlers in front of the Christmas tree and they're really unhappy looking and it's pretty hilarious. And uh, so we included that and we said what the cats names were and actually, um, well, okay, I'll mention that later. So we said what the cats names were. We had a picture with our, like my mom and his parents and we had a picture of, uh you know whatever and uh basically we just found out that 
this woman picked us and we read her letter and this just happened and we love her. We love her family. And it's she lives close. She lives. They were similar, right? Your letters. Yes. So that's what's kind of neat about it is there are all these parallels from our letter to their letter, and so we're going to meet them on Monday, and uh, hopefully, and we'll see how that goes. And I don't want to like you know, it's like dating again. I don't want to get too excited, but I'm very excited. I mean, like. I love everything about them so far. So, yeah. So, um, I was telling you guys that I was going to read you some of our letter. Um, so, you have to tell them about your love story or whatever. Like, how you met and how mm-hmm. you got married and stuff. Our story is fun and quirky, just like us. We went to the same high school, but we weren't friends. Although we were both, well, let's face it, nerds. And had hung out <laughs> together in a large group of nerds once or twice. Max is a year older than Sophia and his best friend since childhood became her best friend in 10th grade. When that friend got married after graduating college, both Max and Sophia flew to Indiana for the wedding. The friend picked them both up at the airport, and while they were sitting in the back seat, Sophia remembers thinking, damn, Max got hot. (laughs) Max remembers pretty much nothing but Sophia from the entire wedding weekend. The rest is just a background blur. They spent the whole weekend hanging out together, staying up till 3 a.m., listening to music and realizing they liked a ton of the same bands. Sophia also rapped some of her original raps for Max. (laughs) Can you believe he still married her? Oh, my God. Max's mom... I wrote that. Max's mom says that she knew was serious because Max was the wedding photographer, but most of the pictures he took at the wedding were actually of Sophia. The day after the wedding, they flew back to Mm. California and Max asked Sophia out immediately. Their first date was on her birthday, which has made remembering their anniversary really easy for both of them. (laughs) And they've been together since then for the last 14 years without a break. Um, Sophia never wanted to get married. She didn't understand why she had to make her relationship government official, which she told Max many times and he respected. The only thing that mattered to him was having Sophia as his partner in life. Then about four years ago, Sophia's family was going through a lot of changes. Her grandfather broke his hip and had surgery and rehab, requiring a lot of Sophia's time. And her mother was trying to fulfill her dream of owning a little condo in America, a dream she'd had since she moved 11-year-old Sophia out of the Ukraine in 1994. The way Max came through for Sophia and her family during that time, from taking care of everything when she was with her grandfather to helping her mother get a loan from the bank, changed what Sophia thought marriage was. She realized Max wasn't her boyfriend anymore. He was her family, and she wanted to make it formal and permanent. She proposed to Max with a wedding band engraved with the date of their first date in the hot tub in their yard on Valentine's Day after reading a little letter she had composed about how much he meant to her. After almost drowning due to shock, he said yes. Uh, We got married at the Van Nuys Courthouse on New Year's Eve day, which was insanely cold for L.A., 45 degrees. Sophia almost died in her red strapless dress. Max's parents and Sophia's grandpa and mom were there with us, and when asked if she wanted to be with Max in sickness and in health, Sophia said, I dippity do," for which she still gets made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> then we popped Russian champagne with the justice of the peace and toasted, one of our favorite memories. We're more in love than we've ever been, which is really saying something after 14 years, and that's why we want to start a family now. For that, we need your help. You see, two years ago, while Max and Sophia were on vacation in Hawaii for the 4th of July, Sophia found a lump in her right breast that turned out to be a hormone-responsive, triple-positive cancer. After a year of treatment, which included a lumpectomy, a sentinel node biopsy to see if the cancer had spread to her lymph nodes, which it fortunately hadn't, six courses of THC chemo, six courses of Herceptin chemo, and 28 courses of radiation, Sophia emerged cancer-free but in rough shape. 
The last year has been spent on getting her completely healthy, and we're so happy to say she's finally thriving. However, as part of her continued treatment, she's required to be on medication that puts her into menopause for five years. That means her body is blocked from making estrogen and progesterone, which had fed the tumor in her breast. Unfortunately, this makes pregnancy dangerous for her, which because the surges of those hormones could result in her cancer coming back. And her worst nightmare is to not be able to be there for her child because of cancer. Your incredible gift would give Sophia the ability to become a mother to our child without endangering her life. So that's kind of the heart of it. Chapter one. And then um, it's, yeah, anyway. Damn. And then the rest of it is like, I'll just read you the part where I describe Max because he's pretty cute. And before you choose to go on this journey with us, who are we again? Max is 5'11", 160 pounds with brown hair and brown eyes. They ask for that. Hmm. Uh, He grew up in Los Angeles. He has a permanent stubble beard and is super cute. He's a wonderful writer. He's incredibly kind and patient. And Sophia knew he would be an amazing father way before she knew she would be a good mother. He talks to their cats in the most adorable voice and has literally said he would be willing to lose a finger to prevent one of their deaths. Yes, Sophia and Max talk about weird things. He's my best friend and my rock. I could never have made it through cancer without him. He also believes in Sophia in a way that's so unshakable that it inspires her regularly. So that's really nice. And then um, we talk about how like we both love to cook and how like one of the things we really want to do is like cook with our kid and how I have an ice cream machine and I want to make ice cream and bake (laughs) with the kid. The the first thing I remember you saying about you guys having kids together is when you guys got super first got super into Chopped and you were like, we talked after we watched an episode, we talked about how we would have like a precocious competitive little kid or something (laughs) like that. It was really cute. But it was like a couple, it was like several years ago. Yeah. We just like, uh, I mean, one of the things we talk about in there is like, we love food, you know, we love to eat. We love to make food. We like to, I like to garden. I like to grow food. So that's like stuff we like to do. And then we talked about like, you know, we're Lakers fans, uh, just lost a bunch of podcast listeners right yeah. there. <laughs> and then we talked Don't about worry, how guys, I'm a Celtics fan. <sighs> lost more. We just I lost know. more. Me and Dave always We just lost more. We're locked in a I'm in a permanent like battle of Celtics versus Lakers. The reality bite sisters are like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who the fuck are the Celtics? Um anyway, so we talked about that kind of stuff and what we like to do. And then the letter that we read from the family, like they also went to high school together mm-hmm. and didn't get together till after high school. They didn't really, they weren't friends. Mm-hmm. And then they mentioned that like, they also love to laugh and like sense of humor is like a big deal to them. And clearly our letter had a lot of jokes. So like got them. Um, and then um, we talked about how we wanted to possibly keep in touch, you know, hopefully with the family after, and they wanted that too. And um, we, uh, they are also sports fans. They're into the LA Kings. Kings, not And uh, they have a daughter that seems really cool. And who's into cheerleading? And you know I love to watch cheerleading on TV. So I'm very excited about that. I was like, oh, my regular bring it on in real life? OMG. It sounds, like, it sounds good. It meets. sounds compatible. So you guys are going to meet them Monday? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, if everything goes, goes well, I mean, there's so many other steps. I don't want to get too excited, although like I am, but the parallels are just really cool and really interesting and weird. And like, um, it seems like they are really tight with their family and really cool people. And the things they mentioned a bunch of times in their letters, we want people who are Uh open-minded. And I was like, Oh, that's 
that's what's really important to them, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's that perfect. seems like they're such a good match. I love well, it. Like going on a date. I'm so excited to like watch you guys go on this journey. Um, what are you most excited about and what are you most uh, apprehensive about? I mean, I'm just like, I'm not ready. So it's like, I feel like the fact that I'm going on this journey is like, oh, she's ready to have a baby. It's like, I'm not ready, but I also don't think I will ever be ready. I think Uh like, I really like this life. I mean, as much as, you know, I don't, it makes me feel like I don't want to change it. I'm happy. I like have a man I love. Like I have my mom, I have my friends. Like, this is great. I have my grandpa. Like, what else do I need? You know, I have two cats. I'm like, I could use a dog, but like, <laughs> I'm way more that. sure about getting a dog. <laughs> oh, by the way, and they have two dogs, two labs, which That's- are literally my favorite kind of dog. So I just lost my shit there. I was like, oh my God, we have two cats. They have two dogs. Oh, and then so the funny thing, so, you know, our cats are named Benson and Stabler after the detectives detectives in Law and Order SVU. So I mentioned that. And apparently that's one of the things they mentioned after reading our letter that they liked. They're like, we love the names of their cats. Oh, that's cute. So they clearly love This really is like online dating in a weird weird way. Yeah, right? You fall in love with like dumb things, but like that's how you connect with people. It's true. And uh, they seem just, I don't know, they seem really cool. So um, you say like you're not ready, but part of you must feel like you definitely know you want to do this, right? Well, I'm just like, okay, well, it's going to take at least a year from now. So I'm like, before you're, you before are the mother. baby is, yeah, is here. And then, cause I was like, I have to be a success before the baby gets here. And I'm like, okay, well the baby's not going to remember shit for like at least five years. So I'm uh-huh. like, okay, I have way more time than I thought, you know? And also like, I'm not, I don't want to end who I am as a person. Like I still, I'm going to do stand up at night. I'm still going to like go on tour. I'm still going to like work with you, you know, on writing. So I don't want to like become a mother and have that just be the only thing that I am. But I look at people like Lori Kilmartin and stuff and I'm like, she's a single mother and she records a podcast. She works, she writes on Conan. She does stand up at night and she raises a son. So like, it's totally possible. My mom's a single mom, you know, for some people, it seems like it almost makes them like more driven. I mean, there are some people that you, you're like, Oh shoot, you're, you have to miss out on some opportunities, but there are just as many people where you're like, that is driving them to their success. (laughs) I think that scares me is like being closed out of a bunch of things, you know, being closed off now that I'm no longer going to be considered like a childless person, you know, because I've always identified with the childless over you the mean child socially? Having, yeah. So now I'm going to be in the other camp and it's going to be weird to get treated like a mom even when I'm like, well, I don't think that I've changed, you know, but to I other think, people. I've partied hard with some moms. I think. <laughs> I mean, you fuck primarily moms. <laughs> I party with so some moms. So that doesn't moms change are anything. are partying. I also think, yeah, like, but, I mean, there are definitely people that who motherhood becomes their personality, but. It's just for stand-ups, it's like, if you're a man and you're out at night, literally no one's like, well, that's not true. Not no one, but most people aren't like, what are you doing here? Where's your child at? But if you're a woman, most of the time people are like, oh my God, what what are you doing out? And it's like, sure. But Ali Wong was worried about having kids. She was like asking other comics she respected, like, is this going to, you know, 
my career is like actually up and coming and like, is this going to ruin something? And they were like, no, it's actually going to like make well, it that's how so I feel. much more relatable. And it's fucking true. You know, well, like, I just think that basically like it'll close you off to one kind of thing, but it'll open you up to another thing. So I'll never have like the kind of peaceful childless like moments in the same way. I mean, I'm sure I'll have quiet, but I'm just saying like, but what I'll gain are feelings I couldn't have even imagined now. Sure. It's like kind of like imagining being in love. Until you sure. like feel that, you can't really imagine it. And it sounds like you can think of what you think it is, but liking somebody a lot and being in love is also not the same. So I feel like you can imagine what it'd be like to have a baby by being like, well, I've loved people before, but I don't think it's the same. No. No. So I feel like, yes, I'm going to lose some stuff, but I'm also going to gain some stuff. And I feel like the stuff I gain, I'm going to be on balance. I think it evens out. That's how I made my decision. I or thought greater like Jeffrey self when he was on the show, um, he we had a great conversation about and he was like, yeah, having kids is like next level, like going to Oz. And I bet it is. It's like fantastical in a way that if you're like just having a mortal experience, you have no idea. Well, me and you are like huge Cheryl Strayed fans. Right. And her book, Tiny Beautiful Things, has that essay where she answers a Love man who can't um, decide whether he should have a baby or not. He's like, I could see it both ways. And I was that man. When I read that letter, I was like, oh my God, yes. He's like, I love my partner. I could see us having a perfect single life together, but I also, uh, not single, childless life together, but I could also see us with a child. And he's like, how do I decide that? And she has this like beautiful essay about like your ghost life and your real life. And how you write like pros and cons down for each thing. And like one day you imagine what your life would be like all day if you had a child. And then the next day you do the opposite. And then afterwards, whichever life you're saddest to leave is the life you're meant to have. And the other life is your ghost life. So I think about this kind of thing all the time. And Courtney and I use ghost mm -hmm. life all the time as a shorthand. And so to me, that's how I decided. I was like, I think I would be sadder not knowing what that experience is like. Mm -hmm. then yeah i totally get Mad that about what you're i actually think that's yeah. like the reason that i can't say like i'm not going to change my mind because like the thing on the other side does look like crazy i mean i can be a total you know kids are like kids can be shitty and i think of like some of the stuff i've been through with my parents and then some of the like sacrifices that i think they made for me and just like i don't know that kind of love like when my mom can't get a hold of me and she's like, you know, just want, like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like, I love her to pieces and I'm not like trying to like hunt her down like that. Like, that's a crazy love. You're right. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we, uh, yeah, I just feel like it'll open me up in a way that also is probably really good for me mm -hmm. that I think, you know, I would benefit from. And as a writer, I would like to explain experience mm -hmm. like I guess and as a comedian but I thought of writer first writer uh, you write your own joke so it's the same shit but um <laughs> who cares I was trying to say that like as a writer I want to experience like kind of the depth of like emotion and I feel like I've experienced the depth of like sadness from being bipolar and stuff and the depth of like mania but maybe not the depth of like love uh -huh. and mm. you know and that would be a really cool thing to gain I don't know I fucking love it I love that 
Um, this is actually such a cool season that's hopefully just going to stretch on forever. But <laughs> Well, it will because she's going to procreate. You're going to have a kid, then I'll have a kid, and then we're going to raise the next generation of Reality Bites hosts. <laughs> and it will live forever <laughs> through our seed. They're going to be so powerful because of the vitamins <laughs> we've been feeding them. The ritual vitamins. <laughs> you guys, our guest today, normally this is a little behind the scenes uh peak but we record the intros at the end and today we're going into this and we don't even know what's going to happen with our guest esther steinberg but we know it's going to be lit <laughs> oh my god esther is one of my favorite people i've just recently gotten to know her a little bit better and she cracks me up so much and she's so unique and so like at 150% herself all the time. Just her email back to us about what we could talk about on the was podcast. Was one of the funniest emails ah! ever. I She's, was like, this is going to be an amazing episode. So without further ado. Hey, Reality Bites listeners. It is your girl, Courtney, with a hot tip for your health. I have started taking Ritual Vitamins and I feel amazing. If you have been listening to the show, you know that your girl, me, AKA Coco, AKA CFK, AKA 7-Eleven, that's right, your girl likes her trash food. And I'm a vegetarian, so, you know, sometimes I worry like I'm not putting the best fuel in my body. So I started taking Ritual and I feel so good, you guys. It fills in the gaps in your diet and they send this cute little like reward chart to help you remember to take your vitamins. And I am on currently on day 11. Every night I take to Ritual, I put the sticker that came with it on the chart and I feel like I did something really good for my body and my health and I'm taking care of myself. So. I highly recommend it. I think all y'all should subscribe to Ritual. It's $30 a month. It's delivered right to your door. If you forget a few days, that's okay. You can snooze your order. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. That's why Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most. So go to ritual.com reality. Choose clean ingredients backed by science Sign up now at ritual.com slash reality. You guys, we are so pumped for today's guests. How pumped are we, you guys? Whoop, whoop, whoop. whoop. They're, they're actually way more excited about that. I was going to whoop whoop. Great. I was. I was. Because I was about to whoop whoop, and then you did. Why and did I you didn't not feel whoop like, at the same time? I didn't have anything in the reserve, so I just gave a but weaker. Why wouldn't you whoop at the same time as me? I'm sorry. We're at a way higher level than that. We're more like whoop whoop. Yeah, that's right. Right? We are here with Esther Steinberg. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's rolling R's. Yes. She's rolling the R's. <laughs> That's what's up. She just yes ended this whole motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so show us that rock, girl. Oh, this thing. Oh, you know you want to. It's small. Mm. <laughs> no one can even. <laughs> Guys, you're not laughing because you can't see how 
comically giant her ring is. Go on her <laughs> Instagram. This house. Go, yeah. <laughs> Go on her Instagram, you guys. It's on There's my Instagram. Pics. I've gotten some heat from the most popular Instagram post I've ever posted. What do you mean? It's You're- a picture of me. It's the, okay, I'll tell you. A close friend of mine who's special just came out on HBO, Drew Michael, was like, it looks like you just got engaged to that ring and that you <laughs> love your ring. And I was He's like, not wrong. He's not wrong. The photo definitely looks like I got engaged to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and that like, I only care about the blood diamond. Really? Okay, so it is a... But you don't only care about the it diamond. A, I it, don't care about it, it at all and it's ruining my life. <laughs> it's a three-part... Instagram post, right? It's like one of those. It's those three you slides. You gotta swipe through. Yeah. Which... So the first one is Esther and her fiance, right? And then the next two pictures are the ring. And, and then, then again, closer on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so two out of three. Now I for the ring. literally wake up in the middle of the night being like, <gasps> did I lose my ring? <laughs> like, yes, it's ruined my life because I keep on freaking out. I'm like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go work out. OK, let me put my ring in, oh, in my in my bag and might leave it at my I'm like nothing feels safe anymore but I don't feel safe how poetic is this because you cared so much about the ring <laughs> yeah. and now it's the albatross that's weighed around that's not your even neck. that's not even the bad the bad part is I have like paralyzing anxiety about losing it even though it's insured um uh, but <laughs> it's four hundred dollars a year to insure it Hang on to this bitch. I will cost you a lot of money. You guys, she's flexing on us right now. I will get health insurance so soon. So soon. (laughs) This ring means I'm going to have Writers Guild health insurance so soon. He's in the Writers Guild. I'm not. Amazing. But when I marry people, you get to get their insurance. You do not get upgraded to Sky Priority just because they are Sky Priority. And I was like, I don't care about insurance as much as I want to be Sky Priority. (laughs) You also don't get TSA brief. They have it. Yeah, they separate us. They're like, you're Sky Priority and you're with the losers. That's what happened to me. They separated me and Max. He he went through TSA pre and like waited for me on the other side with like his hands being like, yeah, I don't know. You should have screamed like it was Ellis Island and been like, it's my husband. (laughs) Like really freaked out. I still can't believe it's $400. Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, To insure it a year. Let's take it back. I I pay like a dollar. How long have you been with your now fiance? Two and a half years. Okay. And when have you wanted to get married? How long? I've always wanted to get married. It didn't really matter who, but <laughs> like I was born ready to be taken care of. <laughs> Please tell me to say that on stage. No, no. Will you make sure you do that from now on? Yeah. I How was- long have you wanted to get married? I'd say 11, 12 years old. That's so funny. <laughs> when did you know you could do it with this guy? I just, everyone, it's like kind of cliche, but I, I wore him down. Like the minute I was, <laughs> I like tried, I just chipped away at him being like, I don't think I really want to. And I'm like, okay, yeah, me neither. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, but I don't even want to get married. It's not about marriage. I do want an engagement ring. And that became just the thing that I wanted. And I'm like, I just want a ring. And I had a diamond on my vision board. And he was like, it was just a drawing of like the diamond shape on a dry erase board, which was my vision board. 
And he was like, is that? And I'm like, mm-hmm. The question was, there anything <laughs> wearing else someone on down. the vision board? Yeah. Um, you know, all the achievements that I won't ever uh, achieve because I'll be married. <laughs> it's like, uh, write a thing and get on this show. And then none of those have happened. But the rain did. So I'm just going with the flow. The but universe wants this one. for me. That was part one. Are there kids on your vision board? Not, not, yes and no. I have always hated children since I was a kid. (laughs) Passionately did not like kids. But I do love myself. And I would not mind cloning myself if, and he's cool. So I'm like, if I have kids, then I can raise them and take them to acting school. Love and get them into auditions make and make, make just an extension. I'm like, it didn't work out for me. You go, you go. I'm well, like ready to quit my, I know I, I actually, I've, since I got my engagement ring, I feel like I'm 64 years old. I'm like, when I was single, when I was a kid <laughs> and I was like, I want to have children just to, you know, feel invigorated, stay, stay young. <laughs> like, I don't know. I keep on thinking the minute I got the ring, I think at first it's like, I'm a little princess bride. And then I take 30 pictures and get criticized. And then it turned into like, ah, being single. Let me tell you what it was like, my child. And I've like really gotten into like a, an elderly that's why I want kids to stay young, to clone myself, for them to achieve the dreams that I will never. And I'm already okay. like pushing that on them. It's just so perfect when I talk to you because you're like the opposite of me. And I find it that it tickles me in the most delightful way. How are we opposite? Like we are I female comedians. to my husband oh, after telling him. him for years I did not want to get married. And I'm like, and you've always wanted to get married. I wanted the ring. But I never cared about that. My ring is $126. And I That's never wanted that. No, I'm and just I chose it. I'm just I joking. chose it. That's really cool. Do no, you, so I'm just saying, when I see you, you I would, I if he you was talk, like, you can have this house or the ring, I'd be like, house, I'll take a $20 ring. Are I you mean, from New York? No, I'm from originally, it's embarrassing. Um, I'm from Florida. Oh, I knew that. That's why. But I then I left Tampa and I was going to ask Jersey, but Florida went. It's the Jersey of the South. It is, it is the Jersey because I was going to guess New Jersey. Um, do you want a big I'm going to kill myself now. I'm from no. Jersey. You can I know. Oh, I know. I people double from want Jersey. to kill myself. Yeah, I, know. I <laughs> wanted to kill myself beforehand. But now <laughs> that you think I'm from New Jersey, yeah. I actually this is I'm not kidding. I was on Sunset Boulevard today having lunch tacos at takaya organic and (laughs) in walks in walks he wasn't in anywhere comes down the little street the sidewalk and i was like is that Polly d Ah! it was Polly d and i don't know why i knew it but i saw him today so that's like your what what did he look like in real life he is extremely tan his hair is so his hair is like six inches straight up did any part of you like and very like Botoxed, right? And like I didn't really get a good gander. Yeah. He it didn't look like he had bad doctors. He didn't look like Carol. I'm from the same town as the situation. Oh. Or maybe I'm thinking of the situation. That's space. the same. That's the town that's I grew up in. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so, so. anyway, do, do you this want is not important. do you want big wedding? 
you want big you wanted big ring did you i want- wanted like a star-studded wedding <laughs> <laughs> and i'm I not getting it small I'm but i want like everybody a- to be really important <laughs> I wanted it to be like helicopters, reality show. None of that's happening. I'm like, how can we televise it? How can we market it? He's like, go away. By the way, she's marrying another stand-up comedian, you guys. His name is Noah Garden Swartz. That's right, you guys. How did Take you guys the notes. meet? We met on a podcast. I know. A podcast is <laughs> stupid and lame. And honestly, it's embarrassing. Hey. Oh, shit. We're like, what is this? <laughs> we met two comedians who uh, I met him first. My, We have the same manager. <laughs> which is how, it's how I would never date someone who wasn't managed by my manager. Um, <laughs> so first my manager was like, my client has a crush on you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, get him out of my face. And I was like, really <laughs> nasty. And I was like, I don't want to know. And I was like, hi. And then a year <laughs> she later, just rolled her eyes, yeah, I was just like, hi, nice to meet you. Join the club of my admirers. I think I was 25 and really feeling myself. I was just like, I'm Go. like now 24 totally stopped. No, now I'm yourself. like, I've given up, but my children still have a chance. <laughs> um, I was like <laughs> filming a reality show. I know. Crazy. Funny girls. If only it was going on right now, then, then we, then I would really be, you know, having a televised wedding, but it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's <laughs> a year away. It together. could happen. I could pitch Put it, it on the vision board. Erase the diamond shape. <laughs> Put it on the shape already of a, got that. Of a TMZ it. helicopter. <laughs> I'm putting this house on my vision board. Um, um, and then I was introduced a second time. Uh, Nicole Amy Schreiber, who's a good friend oh, of mine, her. said something like, oh, that guy's Jewish. And I was like, no, he's not. And I went up to him and I go, are you Jewish? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, my friend thinks you're cute. You should get her number. And he was like, you put Nicole in that position. I was like, she did think she, she was cute. Oh, okay. And I was like, she wants, you should probably get my friend's number. And I was just like, then what happened with them? That he didn't want it. And that was that. And I was like, whatever. And I left. And then the you third were like, time real I met quick, him. insult my friend, and then you pass the test. <laughs> no, I, I forgot about him. Each time I met him, I had amnesia. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. It's like, we've that probably drove him crazy. Met. Yes. And then the third time I met him, I was on a podcast with Yamanika Saunders, and I was like, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, my boyfriend's about to move in with me. I love my boyfriend, and my boyfriend. And then, um, there was another, uh, and then he he was a catcher guys meet, and I was like, oh, um, we were, I, 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 I was dating someone else, and then I saw him perform, and I was like, oh, my God, that's my boyfriend. I love him. Like, I spotted him and wanted him, and he was like, oh, so you can be taken, like, I guess, like, because I left one guy for the other. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, like, two seconds later, I was like, oh. That guy's kind of cool. I don't know. I found out he had like a Comedy Central recording album. And I was like, <laughs> who is he? And I like didn't know who he was. I was like, who is this guy? And then that night I liked four of his Instagram photos. Boom, 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 boom. boom, boom. Face or no face? I didn't even matter. She didn't even just look at Like, 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 like. And then income, it just four random. It's like his dog, a thing, a sign, whatever, just four of them. <laughs> and then I, of course, get like a text being like, so-and-so wants your number, but I, don't, I told him not to be a homewrecker. And I was like, 
whatever, give it to him. I don't care. And then, he, <laughs> and then, and then he's like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I want weed. And then the show that he was doing was canceled. So then he came and met me and like, we got high and we got pizza. And then we hung out until like five in the morning. And then the next day I was going to Rochester and I took a train to Rochester and I was like, you should come not Rochester. And then he's like, okay. And then I was like, actually, never mind. Don't come. Don't come. This is a bad idea. I have a boyfriend. And then I was like, actually, come. And then he came. Yeah. And then I um, had an affair in a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the sexiest kind of affair. And then I moved to New York for him. I packed up everything so I owned. you broke up with the other guy. Yeah. I was like, trash, I didn't know you moved garbage, to New York for get him. out of here. That was why you moved there? <laughs> I was like, ugh, gross. This guy has a, record, a special with Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> the other guy was also horrible for me. He did something. He, I don't even know if he did it on purpose, but it was a little bit of like narcissistic behavior. It was like love bomb and then kind of like pulled oh, away. That sucks. Yeah. He, I don't even think he's conscious of it, but he definitely did the like love bomb and then pulled away and he was always on his phone. And I remember always being like, hey, so can you like look at me? And he'd be like, huh? Um, so he was like a phone. He was he a cyborg. Hot. Is he still available? <laughs> he has a girlfriend and they've been dating. I would love like to be ignored years. right now. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, my new girlfriend, she's thinking of maybe moving to L.A. And I was like, I'm so glad. Thank you, God, for making sure I don't end up with that guy. But wait, I didn't know you moved to New York for, for Noah. I did. It's also New York. I went to NYU, so I was like already love New York. But then as soon as NYU was done, I was like, I'm going to L.A. Then I was in L.A. for three and a half years. And then I met Noah. Well, in New York City. And he um, I was like running real low on money. Reality shows are not, you know, you know, one season of funny girls didn't really (laughs) go long. Sure. Just like a couple of items. You know, a blender, <laughs> some plates, the security deposit, and then that was it. It was gone. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, but where's your money? <laughs> and so you then moved in right away? Pretty much. Like, pretty much right away. I was like, we he, like, randomly had a trip to L.A. planned, and then we were together for, like, a month, like, hanging out, hanging out. And then um, he was like, I was like, you're going to move to L.A. for me. We're boyfriend-girlfriend. And then he was like, no, I'm not going to move to L.A. And I'm like, all right, I'll move to New York. He was like, I didn't ask <laughs> Yeah, you. he didn't. I don't think he did. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like mid packing up my stuff. All right, bye. And I found someone to sublet my apartment and got the F out of L.A. And I spent two and a half years in New York just grinding it out in BK. And he went from having five roommates and no money and selling weed to writing on two extremely delicious hit TV shows. He got an agent. He got this. He got this. And I went from having a TV show with agents and all these things to, to absolutely nothing. My whole career was dwindled to like doing shows in New York every night, which is fine. And his fucking took off skyrocket. I, I think that's how this industry is, though, right? It's like I don't think there's a certain correlation maybe that was just bound to happen mm-hmm. but now i'm like take me with you <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny now that you're doing well because you have a woman by your side <laughs> i don't know if it's me but please tell me about the polyamory thing that happened i will right i will before. oh yeah and he's so he's winning 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 because he's working so hard um but everything on my vision board he has achieved for himself 
And I'm like, everything that I try to manifest goes to you. <laughs> and he's like, you're psychotic. Do you guys get it? Like, do we you really guys get along? Yeah. Except for when I get jealous that he's so much better at life than me. I, he's so superior. It's good. I don't want to like, thank God I'm not with a fucking like loser. Who's like, one day I'll get a job. And then he like rubs potato chips on his belly. <laughs> like he really is killing it. And he's so smart and he's so funny. And like, everyone loves him. Sophie's husband's That's uber exactly successful. How I feel about Max. Really? Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're doing way better than me, but you work harder than anybody. And you're so nice. And you're so talented. I'm like, okay, And you're fine. attached to him permanently. Yeah. So there was a point. This was yeah. good. This is good. There was a point where I was just kind of like, I'm doing all these shows. I'm doing your shows. But I don't get any respect. And then he was like, listen, every single comedian feels that way. No matter how totally. far ahead they are. No matter how beginner they are. Not a single comedian feels like they get the respect they deserve. There's not a single. Yeah. So you're talking everything I say. He's like, that's literally every single person in the world. What the fuck? Or Esther. there's always. But I'm like, poor me. No one respects <laughs> me the way I should be respected. And he's just like, it's fucking everyone. Like, just work harder and be patient mm -hmm. and shut the fuck up. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. He always has. He's always right. So then he was like, if you want to move back to L.A., you should. And I was like, yeah, I want to. I want. Yeah, we should move back. And he's like, you're going to move back. And I'm not. And so we went from living together and being in love to me moving out to L.A. And were then, you pissed when he said that? Were you like, does this mean you don't you're this is there was serious? like a little bit. But I was like, no, nah, this guy. No, he he's he's really into me. And then um, he was like, we should be open. And I was like, oh, I thought you suggested it. It was his suggestion. And then I was like, motherfucker, you piece of shit. You really, you want to fuck, fuck other people? The fuck other people? What do you want to fuck? Then fuck, then fuck you. And, <laughs> and then I like had that attitude for like months. And he's like, we don't have to. And then finally I was like, you know what? I've done a lot of reading <laughs> and I've done a lot of like self-discovery da, 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 da. and I was like I'm gonna go out to LA and yeah we will be open and then a couple months went by I made a movie in LA I was like just me myself and I in LA oh we FaceTimed like every minute of every day and then I was like gotta reel that back we FaceTime twice a day but now it's outrageous but when we were like whatever. So I was living with my gay best friend. He lived in a studio apartment with me and we made this movie and then, uh, and then a couple months went by and then I was living all alone and I was lonely and sad. And Wait, I was though, like, were you fucking other people? No, no, you I just, just didn't. didn't I was just didn't. I just didn't. And then I was lonely and sad one night and I was just like on FaceTime with him. And I'm like, I just like don't have friends and I don't have anyone here. And he was just like, <laughs> you know, we are open. <laughs> and if you wanted to go on a Tinder date and I'm like, okay. And then I was like, whatever. So I go on Tinder. It's a disaster. I match with someone who's DJ at entrepreneur. I was like, fuck <laughs> this. I can't. And then our mutual friend, me and Christine little shout out to Christine little on her podcast. A little She's advice. Check really it out. cool. And not as small as she sounds. Um, <laughs> she is pocket size. She should be She's a little tiny. Christine. Yeah. A little Christine Lil. 
Um, so we go out one night and I'm just like, I'm cruising on the wall. And I like, I straighten my hair, which means I want dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like the minute I start like blow drying it, I'm just like, mama's getting dick. And then, um, we went and saw some, some music. I literally Googled where do singles hang out in Los Angeles? Oh my God. I Googled it. And I was like, I will, I will go You're to... You're like, where are the hot singles in my area? Hot singles. Best pickup bar in Hollywood. <laughs> On Time Out LA from 2014. What is that? So wait, what did you <laughs> find? Where, so where did you go? Please tell us. We have no idea. At first I went to... We were going to go to Dirty Laundry, which is like in the heart and the heart uh-huh. of like Hollywood, Hollywood. And then I was like walking by and I'm like, five doesn't seem right. Like they're just like, like I kind of like walked by like I was like all I had a uh, I had a strapless shirt on and I was like, <laughs> that's not cool enough. Let's try this place. And then I just didn't even walk inside the bar that we were supposed to go to. And I walk over here and there was like a guy from Scotland. And I was like, hey, I was already flirting with the door guy. I was like, I'm getting my flirt on. And then we get like drinks. This guy comes up to us and he was like, you guys here for the music? And I'm like, should we be here for the music? <laughs> And he was like, yeah. And I was like, uh, he was like, yeah, there's some some acoustic shit going on right now. But later it's going to be really good music. Starts around 10. I'm like, around 10? Yeah, we're going to, we might pop in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ready. And that guy ended up being named Kendall. That's his name, Kendall. He's now a dear friend of mine. But he, and he's an incredible like, guitar man. Um, Have you fucked Kendall? Absolutely not. Okay. But he's single and gorgeous. He does nose candy and not my thing. I like mushrooms and um, save. We should. Who doesn't? I love mushrooms. (laughs) Whoever doesn't, I can't be friends with. No. So we. So I saw this guy playing music, and then he became my side piece, and then my, and then it transitioned into, uh, you know, a lot of fighting with my boyfriend, and then he was like, "I want to be with you and only you," and I'm like. "Uh, He's like, I want to marry you. And I'm like, all right. And then he gave me the ring. And then kibosh on all things. But I kind of like ended it. And that guy is a fucking crazy narcissist musician. Just total shitbag, dirtbag, singer-songwriter. Just. You don't miss him? Narcissistic. Just like, he was like king of polyamory. For a minute, (laughs) I was like, I love you. But like, no. (laughs) No, he is a disease. He is a he is a cancer to Hollywood. Do you have his number? I I actually don't. He blocked me. I blocked him. Everything is like block, 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 block. I was like, I'm not going to get into the details of what happened, but um, it took three weeks for both of us to block each other. And like um, I have a friend who went through a similar situation with him. And the only reason I know her is through her reaching out to me and being like, I need help, like leaving this guy. Um, and I'm like, and I shall help you. And then oh, we're still God. friends to this day. And there's like, a, he has six kids with six baby mamas. He has like, I'd say hundreds of women who fucking hate him. Damn. But it takes like a really good singer to get that many <laughs> female enemies. <laughs> Nice, ugly dudes who are just, like, kind and sweet and warm. Like, they don't have hundreds of women who want to murder them. So, a <laughs> couple follow-up questions. Thank God I'm not in the midst of that. <laughs> Was your boyfriend... I kept him in the loop. Was he... Oh, yeah. So, once stuff? that happened, he started to go on Bumble dates. He hadn't been. 
he hadn't been. But when I got my side piece, he was like, and now I'm going to go on Bumble. Uh-huh. And he went on Bumble. And this is how he explained it to me. He matched with someone, told them the sitch. He has a girlfriend, but they're open. Went on a date, got a drink with them. And that same date, they fucked. And then they never talked again. And he did that with like a handful of women. Sure. So he had more sex than I did. But he was like, it just made me appreciate you more or love you more or something. And I was like, you better have respected those women. And to be honest, I didn't feel my like crazy jealousy go gnarly, like weird, like blah, 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 blah. I was kind of like, I hope you were respectful and honest and like made them come. Like I was like, really You're such a good girl. I really was like, I hope that like these girls don't feel disrespected by you. But he so, was like, no, not at all. <laughs> did you feel like it was like I made them all pancakes, babe? Don't sweat it. I don't know. Yeah, like, no, that's he too doesn't. far. <laughs> like, would you want to do it again? Like, how do you think you're wired for monogamy? Or yeah, I'm like, I really got it out of my system to fuck someone who is a good musician. I think that's important. Yeah. I feel that like the next time I see someone who's a phenomenal musician, who's like singing and playing piano and guitar and drums and da 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 and singing and oh, singing. I'm not going to be like, I wonder what it's like to fuck him. I'm like, get me be like, I away know. from that dirtbag loser who's going to be broke tomorrow. That is such a crucial lesson to learn because I feel like you can get hypnotized by someone doing that shit on stage. Yes. And unless you've been through the experience. Yeah. But I made a friend through him who I'm obsessed with and it's a female and she and him were like in a studio and they were writing these songs for Bieber and they were in this like dope studio session and I was just there and he was a real musician. He really was. He wrote the song. Cause tonight I'm fucking you. Ooh, ah! ooh, ooh. That's his song. That's crazy. So I have AIDS now. <laughs> he wrote that song. That's his, that was his check. Um, he got a check for that song. So he he did like writes music and all that stuff. So I was like, oh my God, yeah. Anyway, so he's working on this Bieber song with this girl and this producer and it's in this sick studio in santa monica and they were like want lunch we're ordering from boa and i'm like what the fuck hell yeah rich people shit they were like want some weed and someone opened up like a bag with like 60 different flavors of weed and i'm like oh fuck musicians this is like at my peak of like being in love with quote unquote him the idea of being with a musician and um and then they like wrote music and then they were like and then there was mushrooms there and molly and then there was like creating the melody and then the beat and then the thing and then like I had an idea and then that worked into the song and I'm like oh my god and it's a good song and I was like on ecstasy no I was literally on molly (laughs) and mushrooms I feel like the lesson there is also like the infatuation I feel like it can be extrapolated to an infatuation in general is like so many times like the jealousy thing happens but if you just let somebody get to know somebody, uh, they would fall out of their infatuation on their own because um, the quickest way to get over somebody is to just get to know them. 
Because like very few people live up to the initial thing you're into. Most of the time when I am infatuated with somebody, when I find out what they're really like, I'm like, ugh. It it just ruins it entirely. And I don't mean like, oh, they're an unkind person. Like, yes, there's that too. But just like it can be anything. It can be anything that like you don't even realize you hate until somebody has it. And then you're like, oh, I hate that. And good friends can help out. Yes. I had some good friends that helped out. Like, like, I was like, I'm done with this guy. And, like, it was just, like, this, like, I just mentioned that the studio session was the the climax. Mm -hmm. And then, like, and then it was, like, spending money on me and this and this. But it was, like, where's your money? And, like, he helped me with my apartment. Like, Ikea built the thing. And then, you know, everything just started to, like, get strange. Like, he has so many kids. Like, why aren't you fucking giving them money? Like, who are you? Like, oh, yeah. And, like, he's, like, broke and totally broken and damaged. He, he had other gr- – he has, like, other girls around or was talking to other girls. Like, I was like, ugh, I have a boyfriend, by the way. But then I was like, oh, my – like, I was almost getting jealous about that and, like, almost just feeling super uneasy about him. I sit with my friend. I was like, oh, I think I'm done. Like, it's just don't like it. Don't like the way I feel about him. And, like, she uh, – Nicole Amy Schreiber was like, she's the best. have to fucking end it with this fucking garbage. He's a garbage can. And I'm like, you're right. And she's like, give me your phone. And she was like, block, 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 block on my phone. And she's like, he's disgusting as you yes. trash. And, and then I was like – I was like, you know, you're right. She's like, if you got pregnant with his child, I would physically pull, put my hand up your vagina and <laughs> yank that baby out and kill it. And I was like, you're right. And I'm glad you're my friend. And it was like, I had already gotten there, but then she kind of like slapped me 11 times across the face. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And a lot of it was like, you have like the greatest dude in the world. Like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. But I think now we can look back and be like, we had a vacation and got to be like single and got to see how fucking horrible it is to be single. And you know. Yeah. Now you know. It's great to not have any reservations. But now I'm writing a movie about it. Don't worry. Hell yeah. Uh, we're writing it together. First, it was like a script. A script that I wanted to write about polyamory called polyester. And I wrote the script. We sent it to someone to give us notes. And they were like, this is very sellable. Like, this is this. This is really good. And then and then everyone was like, "It's it wants to be a rom-com. And I'm like, you're right, because there's a wedding at the end. Oh. It's a fucking rom-com. That's cute. It's when it starts. the So, yeah, I guess the movie would start with not. I don't know if it's going to start, but the TV show that I wrote and worked on it for like fucking long time and that was before we were even uh fucking other people i was writing this show oh and while i was with this musician i was like <laughs> writing all everything I so was like, did i'm you, using this did you genuinely get into the idea after because you because he suggested it and then he and then i you read like books which you really horrible. did the book was like ethical slut Ugh, i know it's a bad book I it's a bad like book it. It, people it's love like it. I be don't totally like it. honest totally transparent and it's like n- no yeah no yeah i don't think people are made for that what i think it's you decide with like the main facts that need to be shared and then everything else is too much yeah i don't know um it didn't work out polyamory I think people definitely have. Are your parents together? They are. 
this is part Why of my. Why did you squint your my face? My grandparents are together. My parents are together. I literally have like no divorce in my span. Of- I'm just saying she's definitely had monogamy modeled for her. And it's part of my theory that you tend to split kind of like based on what you've seen. I'm not like brilliant. There are probably other professionals who say the same thing. I also think like my kids are going to want to be like lawyers and accountants because I'm like artsy fartsy. And I feel like that always like your parents are like bankers and then you're like artsy. And then I feel like you're not always. Not always. And then it's like if you're famous enough, then they just become famous too. I know (laughs) friends that are uh, that are like, uh, you know, parents are academics. Kids are artists grandkids uh, or teachers or something. You know what I mean? Again, but so there, it's like there is so a certain not, amount of rebelling against what your parents, that, but I'm saying it's all theory. like the same kind of that aligns with my theory. I think that's the same field though. Teachers and artists. Hang on. You're not we, making hey, money is what I'm saying. Before we go, we have a very important topic to talk about and it is orgasms. Courtney, no one knew that that was where you were going at all. No one. 11 yesterday. No, I had. You said something on another podcast that I fucking loved. You Uh said that sometimes lately you've been liking to come with intention. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I will tell you. Um, (laughs) She's manifesting. I'm really into manifesting. Everything, by the way, that I manifest goes to my fiance. So, <laughs> except for that diamond, maybe you just no. Need that to was recharge. him buying it. Everything is him. <laughs> um, let me just sum up that last conversation because, like, I'm so at a point with like side piece and da da da. Like, I am so so sufficiently happy with my partner, and I'm so glad that I got to have like this disaster person. And the partner never made me come in bed, actually, or ever. It was always me. Anyways, he sucked. Oh, and I'm so glad everything happened, though. I'm so glad it happened. Again, gained a lot of friendships and like cherish, cherish my fiance. Like I look at him and I'm like, never leave me. Like I (laughs) fucking so glad all that happened. So I think it also expedited the engagement process. I if you're looking to expedite so an engagement ladies, process. So ladies, if you want that ring, you make your man fuck other ladies. Make sure the other guy that you fuck has uh, songs on the radio. Yeah. If he didn't write for Bieber, <laughs> don't do it. Mushrooms. And get drugs involved. Okay. So I listen to podcasts. I'm really into magic. I believe thoroughly in magic. I have a tattoo of the charm logo on my neck. So oh do the my two, God. Two, so do my two sisters. so i'm really into manifesting and magic i firmly believe that whatever we think about happens or when you worry you're praying for what you don't want i think that you can visualize things and if you tap into a certain vibration a certain frequency you can absolutely i mean today i was thinking about this one person and then they texted me it's just it's stupid but it's like I, I was like, they're going to text me because I'm going to fucking think about them. And it happened. And I'm like, there is absolutely I brainwaves and crazy shit going I on. I totally believe that. Yes. It is crazy to not think that. I kind of believe in prayer. I definitely believe in like the universal laws and all that shit. And, I'm, and if it's not true, then let me live in my magical world. And you atheist weirdos who are like, nothing is real. Like, enjoy that world. Enjoy it. 
because I want to enjoy my magical fantasy of a world where I put a diamond on a vision board and then I get it two months later. Ladies, it's true. And <laughs> finally, so I have all these things on my vision board. I feel like the kind of women who are playing praying for a large diamond or delusional enough that this is going to guide Why their lives. Why not have a list of your goals in front of you every it's morning? It's goal setting. It's literally just like sparkly goal setting and it feels good. And so who cares I really, if it's a placebo, I really right? Wanted, I really wanted to book this commercial. I got a commercial agent. I was like, I'm going to book a commercial. I'm going to book a commercial. I've never booked one. I never had an agent for commercials. And when I got back to LA, I was like, told my manager, I'm like, gotta have a commercial. She's like, okay, here's a commercial agent. It wasn't even that hard, but I met with a couple and then they didn't send me out for a month. And then I finally got sent out on one commercial. The email was, can you scream? And I'm like, I was born to scream. I can scream so loud. I am such a good screamer. And then randomly it was like the audition was in Santa Monica. I was in Santa Monica. They're like, can you get there in an hour? And I'm like, I can, but I kind of look like shit, whatever. So I get, they're looking for filmic film actors. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I've never done a commercial, so I'm not a commercial actor. So I walk in, scream, whatever, call back, whatever I scream. It's for Spotify and it's for the song that I was like obsessed with, but it was a whole thing. And I went and I booked it and I was in Mexico and I told people the minute I left the audition with my scene partner, I was like, see you in Mexico. And he like rolled his eyes and like was like, oh, crazy woman. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> and then I fucking went to Mexico. He, by the way, did not make it. Oh to shit. It was only, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like into that. I'm like, let's, let's, let's set you up. Like if you, it's so stupid. If like, if you want to be an action hero star, like go work out and go get your fucking Superman outfit on. Like I, I'm into that, like set it all in motion before it even happens because that's just being a go-getter, but it's also putting the intention, putting that on, it's Oprah shit. Anyways, so the masturbating stuff. I If you, um, so it's all about like a release of energy. I'm not a master of it, but I do know that, um, you know, you're orgasming, it like pulses through your body. Ooh, yeah, you release some kind of energy. And I read, I was listening to a podcast and I kind of read about chaos magic, which is like invent whatever you want and then it becomes real. And so I was like, I lit a candle. I meditate a lot too. So that's, that's, I feel like good. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And anyways, I lit a candle and I started masturbating and then I was like going to come. And then as I'm coming, I kind of think, think about this goal that I want, like, I want a thing. I want an acting role. It's sort of really tricky for me uh, coming back to LA. And I was like, I'm going to move back and I'm going to get acting roles. I'm going to produce my own movie. And then I um, I did get an acting role on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That might be Beyonce writes for the show. I didn't have to Plus audition. manifesting more nepotism, but hey, whatever works. Yeah. And it worked. I kind of stopped doing it. I should probably go back to doing it. But then something happened where he was like, you should manifest that there's a lithium in this thing because I have stocks and I'm invested in this stock. They have lithium. They think it's lithium and then they're going to do the test. And if they do the test, then we're rich. And I was like, OK. And then I totally masturbated on lithium and I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, lithium. <laughs> I like, then the next day you get a call. One of your friends not, just got on lithium. Yeah. And he calls. Me, yeah, exactly. They're like. Anyways, they didn't it find didn't lithium, work. and I was like, fucking magic doesn't work. And I took my magic book, and I threw it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, magic. <laughs> you don't know shit. And then I, like, cried in a corner. I was like, well, I guess I'll just do everything on my own now. Oh, my God. 
god. But yeah, when magic doesn't work, it's the biggest buzzkill because you're like, I fucking masturbated to try to get us part in this movie and I didn't get it. <laughs> Sophia, we were up for a job and she down she's the biggest hater on this kind of stuff. I'm so right there with you on the woo-woo. But Sophia You know what? Was- you need a crystal. I know. Turn that energy. (laughs) Sophia was so like excited to manifest this that she downloaded the astrology zone app. And then after we found out it was a no go, she was like, fuck that. She deleted it. It I was was like, I was like, you had one job. Why astrology zone? What astrology zone is like? Send me updates every day. I don't know. I'd be like, look, it's looking good. I was like, astrology zone said today's the day. The next day, I'd be like, hey, it's still looking good. Still saying we're going to get our reward. Okay, so here's the how to actually do it. Because I've been reading so many books. One is Joe Dispenza. And the other one is like Thoughts Become Things, whatever. So Joe Dispenza, this is how he explains it. Get into a room and energetically get yourself into a happy place. For him, he says he does it two hours in the morning. You want to get yourself into an emotionally blissful place where you've already achieved what you wanted to and you're sitting and enjoying the accomplishment you just had. P.S. No one ever does that. Once they accomplish something, they're like, what's my next thing? I want this other thing. It's like once you get your like whatever it is, you want a part in law and order. I want one so bad. So you have to like emotionally like Feel it, get yourself there, kind of meditate on it and just like really feel in this like blissful, emotional place to be vibrating. So it's not just like, I want this thing because now you're desperate yes. and now you have a, the I want a car turns into, I don't have a car. So it has to be like, I fucking love my car. Don't you love my car? Yeah, it feels so badass in My car <laughs> is the shit. And then it's like, you get a car. But it's really tricky. I definitely think you should do it because it's more fun than not doing it. Also, also, <laughs> I do this to my friends who are single and I'll be like, listen, sit down and you're going to tell me about an amazing date you had last night. Go. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, do it now. Tell me about your date. And it was great. And they're like, I went on a great date last night. And I'm like, uh-huh. And and they're like, and he paid. And I'm like, cool. What do you look like? They're like, your glasses. I'm like, uh-huh. What else? They're like, brown hair. And like, they get into like an emotional place where they're like, we ordered caviar and blah, 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 blah. And then like fucking two weeks later, they're like, I met someone and it was great. And I'm like, yes. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's actually, you can do that with everyone. I'm not a hater in terms of like thinking positively. Tell me about that amazing I job just you just don't got. Oh my god, the job is so great. Does it I pay well? To, it pays really well. Really? Yeah. Oh my, congratulations. He's amazing. Thank you so much. And I get to work with my best friend Courtney. Whoa, you guys work together cool. on this amazing job yeah. and you get paid well. It feels yeah. it's the kind of job that when I drive to work, like I'm like, I'm like oh my god, is this I'm my life? in my car on the way to work? Is it a writing job? Yes. It's a writing job. It's on TV. It's a comedy. It's definitely yes. it's like a, a show you yes. Probably seen. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I love. Congratulations, Thank you guys. So I'm very. I'm seething Thank with you. jealousy. Yeah, ah. that's that's exactly what we wanted. Is negativity in you? Now what? <laughs> now what? I mean, now we're just gonna keep writing and going enjoying to work every day. Money? And I'll be yes. How much are you so getting much. paid, by the way? So, so much. I want to buy a Can house. Have a we have. How much do you make a week? How much do you guys four make a G's? Week? You make four grand a week each. Oh. That's good. Yeah, it's congratulations. Fun, yeah. Thank you so much. 
There we go. That well, thanks for coming so by good. the podcast, Esther. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Cut to two weeks later, you guys are going to look at each other like, what the fuck? Did this really come in? $8,000 a week? Hey, Esther, how much did you enjoy that big uh, bouquet of flowers you got as a thank you for manifesting our job? Um, it, they were delicious and <laughs> thanks for sending edible arrangements. Oh my God. Uh, you Did are you like so the chocolate welcome. covered fruit, the best. I loved the vegan chocolate. Yeah, it was really yeah. good because <laughs> cool. it like aligns with my cruelty free diet. Oh, I love that. Yeah, oh, I'm so I'm glad like, you enjoyed it. Kill animals. We're pretty, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty like attentive to people's diets. When you meet so like now that you're a firm believer in magic, what else are you manifesting? Um, I don't I didn't know. Get, I'm already getting uh, I didn't get baby. to manifest anything, and now I'm a stay-at-home but, dad. But Dave, wait, no, Dave, manifest something. Hey, Dave, how is your new girlfriend? No, that you love. I love I, her hey, so Dave, much. how's your normal-sized prostate? <laughs> hey, Dave, how's your new job? It's really good. I'm so glad. It's, I'm so glad it's normal-sized. Well, yeah. yeah, and that how's I your new had... job that doesn't make you want to die? Where did you get those Yeezys from? Guys, I have a lot of things I have to get manifested here. We don't have time for all the manifesting. Okay. Come on, just tell me. Just tell me. And Dave, how does it feel to live without anxiety? I just, it is so good. I'm so happy about it. Um, so I, I sleeping is the best. Part. All right, we're gonna continue working on his breakthrough. I love that everyone here is living their perfect life. They ha- we are all so satisfied. Well, you know, it's just one of the lives that we live as souls that Ooh. enter different vessels. It's getting spiritual. Yeah, it's so this spiritual. life is just, you know, it's doing what it wants to do. You know what's do. sad in all my other lives? I'm also hosting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that sad, Sophia? I mean, How sad is it's, it? It's in all my other lives, I try to convince everyone about magic. I'm like, in, like yeah. yeah. Before Native you go, American Esther, uh, I want to know about this new vibrator. It's called the Womanizer. It's a suction. You just kind of pop it on your clit. I like to put a little lotion. Pop it on your clit. looks like a little lipstick. The Germans invented it. And then it goes. And it doesn't. That's like normal vibrators are like. Nope. It's suction. And there's this little lipstick. It's like a little teeny hole. It goes right on your clit. And then it just starts slurping it up. And if you kind of have to play around with it. But then once you do, it will make you come in like four minutes. You could stare at a wall and it just sucks on your clit. And then you come and you squirt everywhere. And you're like, I didn't know I could squirt. And then you're like, wow, this is the best $169 I've ever spent. Damn. That's how much it. And then you cuddle with it. And then you wash it. Because if you don't wash it, you get a yeast infection. I want to get one. You should. It's available everywhere. I heard you talking about it on another podcast yeah. and you were not yet the owner. And the girl we went and bought it after the podcast. She was like, you should try this. I was like, I'm really good with my hand. And she's like, you should try it. And now I'm like, fuck this stupid hand. You're stupid. <laughs> if I don't have my womanizer, I'm like, where the fuck is my womanizer? I hate my hand. I hate my hand. And I'm like, give me my fucking womanizer. Oh, it's not charged. And then I just sit and wait for it to charge. Don't masturbate. <laughs> I feel like that, like, I'm pretty good with my hand too. I, I it's never a, just a second hands. tool. What am I, a caveman? And it'll turn into your only tool. And your hand sucks compared to this. And it, and then I, oh my God, I got into a fight at a bar because I was talking about the woman. I and some guy was like, oh, so you're telling me that that's like, it sounds like a challenge. And I was like, ew, first of all, ew. No. I don't want you to eat my pussy. And by the way, you're never, ever going to come clean close to the womanizer it's a machine it's a machine it's designed to suck my clit you will never be one tenth as good as this thing you are you better at math than a calculator 
<laughs> and he was just like, Ugh. and I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's a bit also. Maybe it is, but people are just like, ew, this girl is like crazy about her vibrator. I where's mean, that where's that hot male comic who's funnier than her? <laughs> My fiance. Get him on stage. <laughs> so you can talk about his masturbation habits and we can be like, oh, that's totally fine. His are so normal and gorgeous, and he's just like a little bit of lotion, just cranking it up, and he just goes <laughs> to bed and like he's just so perfect. He wears polos. His know, shirts match his Nikes. You are so funny, Esther. This He's is just flawless. His shirts are, <laughs> none of them have stains. His None of his shoes have even a scratch. Mine are filthy. And I'm like, you know what? I live my life. I hike. <laughs> the reason my shoes are dirty is because I'm crazy. B students have more fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an A student, but it's a 90% and I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's that's a slogan. Where can they find you? Um, uh, in this life, um, (laughs) in your digital life, in the on my online presence at Esther K E S T E R K A Y on Twitter and then Instagram E S T E R. I'm spelling it out because most people spell Esther with an H. Yes, so don't put an H. But it's Esther Steinberg on Instagram, and I I do a lot of posting. She is pretty hot over on Instagram. <laughs> I'm trying. That's all I have right now is my looks. So my personality is your sense of humor deteriorating. <laughs> I don't think we've ever laughed yeah. this much yeah. through a podcast. Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, this is the funniest podcast. I was told I could live here, so. Yeah. <laughs> She's really earning her keep, you guys. <laughs> well, I'll see you next week on my podcast. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, head on over to iTunes and leave us those five stars. And leave us a sexy review. Sexiest review gets a shout out on the pod. And if you guys have any questions for us to answer on the podcast about love or dating, just hit us up at realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's Bites with a Y. And make sure you follow us on all those socials. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's Reality Bites Pod, Bites with a Y. See you next Wednesday. Wednesday.